Hey, welcome back to Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, Bradley. And I'm Bryce. And uh, today we have with us a very special guest that's probably going to be on with us a lot. Can't wait to see about that. I'm Randy. <laughs> so if I get um, invited back after this. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Um, I try. So last, last week we um, had a cool episode on Gorgons, and I uh, spoiled our uh, topic for the week, which is going to be gnomes. So Terrible. we'll see. We'll see how this goes. Makes me sick. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. So normally we're gonna. I mean, like at least what we thought about doing is gonna be a lot more. Uh, like monstery creatures, and mm. I don't. I don't think gnomes count as that category. I just have a soft spot for them. So, where is that uh, soft spot, though? Uh, have you pal- seen my palm? What was palm? it? The Goosebumps <laughs> movie, I think. There was some monstrous gnomes in that movie, I think. I think it was Mo- the Goosebumps movie. So they seem like, pretty monstrous to me. Like the Jack Black one, or? Probably. Wasn't he, wasn't he in Goosebumps? He was. I believe so. I've, I've not, I don't think I've ever seen, like, I've, I think I might have read the books, but I don't think I've ever seen a movie. Oh, I haven't seen the movie either. Neither of you? It wasn't bad. Wait, why? It's actually okay. Bryce, why are we doing this podcast if we don't even watch monster movies? Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I, I watch a lot of monster movies. Just that would just not of... bad monster movies. <laughs> no, I watch tons of bad movies. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, but I'm with Randy. I think that gnomes can be awful, man. Like you give them sharp teeth, and they'll just mm-hmm. and there goes your ankles. You know? Bye, Say good night. Those are my oh, best and... quality, my ankles. But... And I guess I I, th- I mean I might have to retract my statement because gnome. So the we're spe- like doing specifically Scandinavian influence on gnomes, which is where I think the origin comes from. I was trying to do a little bit more research to see if there's other cultures with it. Um, but so we're going to be spe- specifically specifically. Geez, I cannot speak English. Yes. Looking in the Scandinavian escape. Oh my gosh! Go I mean, on, man. I should, just, I should just speak Norse. Maybe that will work. Um, it's in the Scandinavian area, right? And they actually have been known to be like tricksters. Mm. Um, so there, there, there's definitely an, I guess, an evil take to them. I just, I mean, I wouldn't consider them monstrous. They're like two feet I mean, tall. So since when? I feel like there's been a recent upsurge of tricksters all of a sudden being evil. I don't necessarily know if that means evil. If just mischievous. Okay, well, like murdering livestock and stuff yeah like that. that's like, just mischievous that's, i don't understand the hate come I'd on be pretty pissed. man that's my livelihood you're Ex- especially like, for kicks especially like the year 700 a.d like peasant yeah, that's just mischievous peasant norway like they're struggling just to grow basic crops and <laughs> you you need every cow you can get well maybe they need them more maybe you should think about their livelihood maybe um, but yeah, so let's let's go ahead and dive in and just get to know like who are the gnomes of the Scandinavian area. So um, just a couple of the like what they were called um, in Sweden. They're called uh, tomtes. I could be wrong. Sorry, if anyone from Sweden. And then in Norwegian, they are the nissi. Mm. Also, sorry if that's wrong. I'm I'm working on learning Norwegian or uh, Norsk, but n- not not this. So when I was doing my reading, um, 
like depending on where I was reading, like the, the different sources I was reading from, a lot of the time it seemed like gnome and elf were very interchangeable words, which mm. I thought was pretty interesting. Um, and then later kind of found out that our version of gnomes from this like this origin is basically what we know now as like elves like from Santa's workshop. So okay. elf in like fantasy worlds like um that J.R. Tolkien made and everything, like that's a different basically a completely different species than what like actual history would have known as elves. So like the typical short little like like the Keebler, Keebler mini elves or whatever. Mini elf. Yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Keebler elves. The mini elves, those are the traditional gnome elves. Yeah, because I mean, because they've divided between two different things now. Yeah, because like Missy like doesn't actually translate directly into gnome. I don't think. I think it translates. I don't actually. I'm not going to try to tell you what it translates into, but like I, I believe it would be somewhere in the ballpark of elf slash gnome. So I don't yeah, think it. Yeah. So I don't like when I say gnome, I'm speaking of what they might have called elves. It, right. I'm just using it just. To, to differentiate from what we actually like what we know as elves from fantasy now from what mm -hmm. yeah so that's that's what and that's nissi you're saying not nessie which is a whole different beast of leviathans yes, yes. <laughs> yeah it's it's nissi closely said but different yeah um but you know may, may, maybe it all comes from the same place you know like maybe <laughs> Nessie from like Loch Ness. Might, might, it's might actually be. a gnome. It's a gnome, a bunch of gnomes inside of just like a submarine. Right. Um, anyway, so so very similar to um, actually kind of both of uh, the previous episodes. Um, Scandinavian people believe that gnomes uh, protected their homes against evil. Mm. So you know, gargoyles, we talked about, did that with uh, like buildings like churches. And then um, the original Gorgons that were like masks and stuff were also supposed to protect from evil. So I guess we're just all about protection on this yeah. podcast, but it's pretty interesting that like, that's what they're mostly known for. And, and the reason why they are known for that is because um, people believe that the uh, spirit of the past owners or the original owner of the property, the house that they lived on would be like, would come through as this gnome. And hmm. so they would be helping you, protecting you, because they had a connection to that place. And all you had to do to to achieve that protection would be to feed them, like leave out a bowl of porridge or something, and and help hmm. them, and and just be kind. If they ever caught you like swearing at an animal or at the the house or something, or just treating the property poorly, that they would get pretty angry. So, so that's oh, go for it. I was gonna say, so if you swear at an animal, they'll just kill it. And then be like, huh? No. There you go. So kill you. Um, I think. The oh, only... dang! Yeah, well, not, sorry, sorry, not kill you. Um, whoa. So <laughs> they, they they were known to. Well, they were known. I mean, the story goes they that they they have they would kill livestock if they were just if you if you angered them by not feeding them. I'm guessing if they if, like because they would still like. I guess they're like very really like bipolar because they would kill them. Like and they wouldn't kill because like if if you if you like treated something bad that they would come after you. So like they they were known to give people nightmares. They were known to like tear, tie people's hair into knots mm. while they slept. They were known to 
uh, turn your milk sour, um, steal food, just kind of like like annoying things. Um, so I don't think I don't think they were ever known to kill someone. Sorry if I that slipped out. Um, I guess then, that makes that oh. kind of makes sense because if like they are actually just a bunch of different spirits inhabiting like these gnomes. I don't know if they were like back then if they were making little garden gnomes for them or if it was just a more ethereal thought of gnomes but if it's just multiple people like a bunch of different people that would explain why each one kind of reacts differently to the how you treat animals or things like that because people would be either more or less violent in their reactions to something so i guess it makes sense and that's actually that's an interesting point so i i was reading it, it didn't it seems like it wasn't until the 1870s or sorry 1840s that they started making um or uh, yeah, so it was, it was in the 1800s. I'm going to just leave it there. Kind of Sometime in those years. Oh, because like the first garden gnome it's a, uh, I was reading came from Germany in the early 1800s. They're made of clay. And then in England, it was 1840s. And then um, in the 1870s, they were being mass produced. So I'm, and that makes oh, sense right, because um, basically what we have from the lore before that, especially like much older than that, basically you have a lot of these very broad like stories that have been brought together because uh, in different parts of the world um, they were they would be spotted differently in Norway for instance um, they would have four fingers sometimes pointed ears eyes reflecting in the dark like cats in Denmark they were beardless gray uh, and were like gray or red um, like gowns and have a red cap and other and other like stories they were short white long beard um wearing the like the elf hat basically like the cone and then um like so, sometimes uh, bright color clothes so like and then some they were as tall as a human um mm-hmm. and some they were a couple inches tall and some they were too and and it, so we just had we're pulling all these stories and kind of collectively calling it a gnome or a or a nis uh nissi or whatever um and so really we don't have like any like consensus in what a gnome is so you know i you got to take it as a grain of salt salt because some of the stories could have been no it's actually not it was we i think it was this you know so it's all just kind of a collective of similar stories because it was probably just like a bunch of like different kind of isolated places almost had their own version of like the gnome story right yeah, especially because they had very, very poor stories, right? So, like, these stories have only recently been able to be collected. So back then, yeah, they, I mean, they would not have been able to tell each other the, these stories. If that's what your point was, sorry. No, absolutely. Is that, like you were saying, is that after a while they just kind of got coalesced into, like, what we know today as gnomes, right? Or into, yeah. I guess you could even say, like, the typical gnome statue in your garden if mm-hmm. you have one of those in your garden not yet but i love them so i want to buy lots of them <laughs> gonna be that guy huh probably um well and so so and and i guess I'll, i'm gonna answer my question the the question at the like that i normally answer at the end so like gnomes i don't think that they were real and the reason why i don't think they're real is because randy made a good point oh, i God. believe that they were more like ethereal. They were just 
strictly spirits and they didn't come like they weren't like embodying a like statue or something right and so if you look at all these things that they would do giving people nightmares we have an answer from science that tells us how nightmares are made okay mm. they tingle your hair as you sleep i'm pretty sure that's me I every morning I, I like i live in an apartment like no one owns like like other than like the, like the people that own the apartment but like i don't like think that there would be a spirit haunting this that would t- tangle my hair like i just move a lot when i sleep and i get tangled hair sometimes we know like by science how milk turns sour you know i have cats it's gnomes right (laughs) that's the answer from sour milk so like so like like all these things are just explainable now which they might not have had answers to back you know in the 700s and the 600s whatever time period all of these stories came from now that being said i did have a a jug of milk go sour like a week and a half earlier than the expiration date said it should so maybe there was gnomes who knows that would explain it for me gnome infestation exactly yep i guess that's pretty rude if you call them an infestation right brown it's like I mean, the previous yeah. owner right yeah because i mean and, and yeah and i feel like if by saying that randy you're probably gonna get haunted by them now because oh no i mean sounds like there's already one so might as well just invite them all in right i'm just gonna Go on a side tangent really quick. I totally didn't. So I'm I'm vegan, right? And so like I totally like didn't even click with me. Nothing goes bad anymore for my, like of what stuff that I have. Like 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 almond what milk, whatever. Like almond milk doesn't go bad for like a couple months. It's man. great, honestly. Like because everything's made of plants, right? There's no like there's no animal products, and which is what goes bad so fast. Like I have um like plant-based burgers that they just don't go bad and it's just it's like so nice because i i sometimes buy stuff and then forget about it it's actually one of the best arguments for going vegan ever because that happens to me all the time i'll buy something and then never use it because it goes bad oh it's the worst it's the worst if that's the argument to turn people vegan i'll take it (laughs) (laughs) like that's the most convincing one i've ever heard then so you think it's maybe that like if you're vegan, you're gnome immune. You know, like <laughs> there's no livestock of them to kill, and there's no, no wonder my life finally is turning uphill. <laughs> Got rid of all the gnomes that have been following you for like eighteen yeah. or twenty years, man. Set them all over to me, and now I got my milk's going bad in a day. <laughs> the worst. Because like one one will turn your milk's like bad slowly, but you, you have like twenty of them. They're all just exactly. pouring their magic. Um. So I mentioned before. Uh, that gnomes were like are what what we would know as elves in like real history, right? Um, so this because Christmas, I'm not going to be like one of those people that's like, well, Christmas definitely was a pagan holiday, and Christianity has nothing. In, I'm not I'm not going to do that. I don't like both. It's a both. whole different rabbit hole. Yeah, like both both religions can claim it. I don't really care, but um, it's interesting just to see because. Um, the pagan version of Christmas is Yule, which is celebrating the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. And so later in time, um, it was about the like late 1700s, early 1800s, um, that like gnomes and like Nissi and everything were more associated for like celebrate like in the Yule era, like mm-hmm. area, like during the winter solstice and stuff. So it kind of became less of a year-round they just are 
embodiments of people to their like basically the spirits of maybe maybe not the gods but like just a winter solstice spirit and yeah, so then that, that's when on yule eve christmas eve or whatever um that's what, like, where we get the term like yule type carol or whatever like mm-hmm. that's all based on that right um anyway so that's where that whole like tradition of leaving something out for like reindeer or whatever so like leaving out porridge for you the gnomes that's kind of how that got started um and so basically from the 1800s onwards it was strictly a christmas yule tradition that that's what gnomes were um do you think that like uh it could have been maybe an early like commercialization i don't know i'm just thinking of like modern day christmas you know and that maybe elves were kind of turned into this seasonal thing to i don't know is that dumb no no so i i think it was definitely a mixture of that and then a little bit later on i'm going to talk about the christianization of scandinavia because that also had a huge role to play um but i I definitely think especially like i mentioned that's when garden gnomes became a thing that's when gnome clay statues became really popular so it was definitely turned more commercialized i totally agree with you interesting question i maybe you'll be getting into it later brad i don't want to ruin your your flow if you got it later but do you know is, is there a reason why garden gnomes eventually became a thing why like they started making statues that people would put out is there a a lore reason for that or is that just like bryce was talking about just a commercialization that people wanted to start selling things yeah i don't think anyone i'm speak like strictly speaking in america um Mm. i don't think people believe in the nissi or whatever taking hold of a object and helping i i don't think I think at this point, at least in the United States, it's just commercialized, right. and, they, and they want to spice up the yard a little bit. I yeah, do, I, like I, I definitely, because if you look, there's a difference between how gnomes look in America than they do in, like, Norway or anywhere in Scandinavia. Right. They'll like I, they'll have bigger noses. They will have much smaller faces and they're just going to look really ugly not well. because because they're not really like decoration they're they they could be um they're not the cute little rosy cheek guys that are standing out on the road exactly i i, th- I think I, i'm just kind of speculating here i because i don't know um but i i would say just out of like just i think it'd be interesting that maybe it represents the original owner maybe it represents a family member and so you have gnomes out there to represent you know generations past um so that'd be cool yeah i I mean if they don't do it they should so yeah for sure (laughs) but it's not like i definitely think it's i definitely think it's been capitalized on right but they're not it's not a old or a it's not a version a carried over version of like something they used to do where like they used to ward off against them or something that's kind of I, so I, I I will talk about it a little bit later, which is the, the Christianization, and I'm I like I, I'm trying I don't want to say anything like awful towards Christianity, sure. but when Christianity was spread, it destroyed pretty oh, much yeah. anything that we know about the Norse pagan like religion uh-huh. or culture, um because like if like um I've been reading a lot of the like 
uh, old Norse poems and stuff. And I just see tons of connections to Christianity that when these things were written, it's because Christianity, like Christians were the one writing these old stories from Norse were like the Norse world. Right. And mm-hmm. so like everything has just gotten mixed up. We don't know what's theirs, what's Christianity's and it's just a whole mess. And so like, it, like anything that we might've known could have just disappeared at the rush. I mean, Scandinavia was one of the quickest areas to convert to Christianity once right. it started spreading. So, Cool. Super um, interesting. Yeah. Um, take that as you as you will. Anyways, I'm gonna c- just continue on here. Um, the last thing about like the origin of gnomes is um, they also were known to help with yard work, like chores and stuff. See, why can't I use those gnomes? <laughs> yeah, I'm you so keep them wrong and, and yell at them. I haven't them. yelled at any of them. I will start to now that I know that they're making my milk go bad, but I didn't even know that that was their fault until now. Yeah. You don't even do any yard work. <laughs> but, but when I have, it was all alone. See, I think what I do to please them is I have a little like herb garden because mm. it's just on my balcony. And so I water it every day. And so they, they're happy about that. <laughs> there you go. So you got to do. Um, so I was trying really hard to get like, because like when we do the different monsters and stuff, we talk about their abilities. Mm-hmm. And so I searched just very hard to find what, like if they were to have like the abilities, what would they have? And, and I actually did, was able to pull up some really interesting things like in lore. Um, so all of these are kind of just like in one story, this, they had it in one story. They did. I mean, in every other story, they didn't have that power. So obviously this isn't like canon but it, it was in these original stories. So um, they, uh, I think it was in Denmark that this story was, um, that there was a folklore that they believed um, these gnomes could shapeshift and were able to become larger. Um, and they were believed to have like a single eye, like a cyclops. Um, and basically they could just like transform. So maybe it was like an animal and the spirit of the animal was able to transform, or maybe it was maybe it was a clay scul- like sculpture of something, and maybe it was able to turn into from like that to a person or whatever. So like they had this like shape shifting ability, which was pretty cool. Um, it was only one story that I could find that in, but interesting. The the Cyclops Eye was in a couple other ones, and that was I think that's Norwegian. Gotcha. That the Cyclops Eye. Um, and then another ability that they had was they were uh, very good with illusions. Um, being able to make themselves invisible and um, and, and the, in this story they mentioned that no one was ever ever able to get a good look at them and so that no one could say exactly what they look like which kind of goes to show why in every single country they're you know viewed as looking a little bit differently right it sounds like a so, nightmare for a sketch artist exactly could you imagine you being like, like i don't know <laughs> He was tall, and the next person says, "Oh no, he was like short." No, he was. <laughs> he was mostly really invisible. Yeah, he's mostly invisible. Who's to say, really? I don't know, but, man. You said they weren't monsters, but if they're able to like go ginormous and they just have one single eye, that's pretty. Well, <laughs> pretty I scary. Was, to me, honestly. It, it, that, that was two different stories. Like one, they could get like as tall as a human, and the other, like in another one, that they could have a cycle. And it was just kind of like 
all like it, I added those together in the same point because it was kind sure. of shape shifting esque. Mm. Okay. Um, another one uh, was immense strength, and I think that one that story was uh, the, and this one, this one actually was in a couple of them, and it was because they're really small and they're able to do pretty incredible things that like even a yes. normal sized human couldn't be able to do. Gotcha. And then basically, yeah. And then this last one kind of goes for them being bad guys, but uh, they could um, drive people mad or um, and bite them. And if you bit, like you were bit by them, um, it was poisonous. And so this story was actually pretty interesting. It was a little girl. Um, I'm not even going to guess where. I, I would have said Finland, but I'm not sure. Uh, was bit by one and then died before she could get attention. Oh, like what? medical attention which it's just funny reading like these old stories like they they didn't have like happy endings most well, most old yeah. stories do not have happy endings yeah um, back then, man. and it was pretty cool because it, it did mention that like to to get healed from a bite from a gnome you would have to get otherworldly healing which could either be in the christian era it could be like a like a healing from god or like in like if it was in, like norse paganism it would be like something from the gods or from like a different like um like from asgard or something you know like um it's just cool like like i or cool i don't know it was just interesting like that these stories could or like christianity and norse paganism are so like interchangeable sometimes and you can never right. tell like if it was christian influence or not yeah that like, I don't know, it's always kind of interesting is how, um, like you were saying, is that when Christianity came, they kind of said with, like, all these pagan traditions, all oh, they're bad, you know, throw them away, like, get rid of them. They're of the devil, essentially. Mm -hmm. But then, really, it seems like mostly what they did is, like, just take your religions and just replace, like, Odin with God or... Yeah you know like all of these like collective gods with the christian god and so it's just and, like and what's interesting um I, I was gonna say something i forgot but another point that i was gonna make also that goes along with that is if if you look at you know christianity right jesus was crucified for three days and three days he was resurrected um odin was hung from a tree for eight days and then resurrected so and odin, then, um, and then four days on him five days a, on him. A conversion tactic during this time period for uh, Christianity was saying, "Oh, Ragnarok already happened. Ragnarok is like the end of the days for Norse paganism." Mm -hmm. And uh, so Christianity came and said, "Yeah, that already happened." And uh, be because of what we know of Norse paganism, once that happens, there will be two humans um, that are put onto the earth to to restart. And there's there is more life after Ragnarok. And then Christianity comes in and says, "Oh, that's Adam and Eve." So basically, it went from Norse paganism to Christianity with this new change. And yeah, we, we believe in all of what you believe, and but that already happened, and now we're here to bring you the new religion. Huh. And people are just like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of like a wild idea to think that, like, I don't know, just like going off of that, that all religions are just kind of like after one dies out, one starts. I don't know. Yeah. Not to go too much into that, but that's like, that's crazy, man. Yeah cool so um all right so just um after all that I, and I, the next point i'll do after i do one more um I'll, I'll go into the christianization part of it but uh just a little bit extra like random tidbits of fun things that i found were um 
so if you ever spilled milk on the floor um if you don't like if you spilled milk on the floor or something if you don't like shout out and like say hey the uh nissy of the house like watch out if you don't like warn them like they get like angry uh, maybe so, that's like, where i went wrong <laughs> you've been dropping food a lot lately man. Dropping milk everywhere and just pouring it on the ground <laughs> Just like mixing it into your carpet. <laughs> Gross. Delicious, man. That's why it's spoiling. <laughs> it's on the floor. You, you just like scrape off like the, the last bit of milk to fill your cereal from the floor oh. every morning. <laughs> Delicious. Just like that's a flavor. Sponge, man. That is, that's nice. Um, and then um, also, so um, they are very like uh, ethereal and elemental. Um, which I guess I didn't mention that in the abilities, but like, so they're very connect, like known to be very connected to animals and nature themselves. And uh, the most like precious animal to them would be horses. Um, mm-hmm. And so they were known to like braid horses' hair, um, and they could they would just take care of them a lot more than other animals. And so I suppose someone walked out one day and the the horse's hair was like mane was braided. And they're like, oh my gosh, that that gosh darn no must have must have known. And then clearly so like and not just some random girl from the right? town. And it was clearly a gnome. And it was a it was an omen. If the horse's way. like mane was braided and then unbraided, there would be like misfortune would come upon your family. So kind Oof. of like a bad omen. Uh, so did... if, if a gnome braids your horse's hair, you just gotta leave it that way forever. <laughs> So, well, I guess he's got braided hair now. Nothing we done about it. Yeah, and and so that story is um, of Swedish culture heritage, I think. Um, and then braided Swedish horses. Yes, and I I want to say their horses are like the short ones, right? Because like they're they're definitely look different from like, that's sorry wayside sure. But oh, I believe I think they're shorter, and then they, they they have like long, long fur, or hair, like whichever one. It's like a long-haired horse. Yeah. Well, no, not short not hair. like not like long, but like you know how like horses like if you like like touch them, right? Their their hair is like kind of sure. like just right up against their body. Mm-hmm. So in in Scandinavia, because it's so cold, the horses there have like grown like thicker, longer, like not really long, but like but kind of not well not. <laughs> like they have like the curls, but um, oh, they're like just a bit fluffier, I guess. Yeah, I can't, I can't think of the name of, I mean, of what the word would be to describe them. But anyways, doesn't doesn't matter. They're just like stockier and like more like bah, cold kind of thing. Maybe that's why the gnomes in that area like them more. Is because it was more to like their level. Yeah, to insult gnomes, you know. But sorry, gnome under the floor. <laughs> I, I would think if you're like a really small gnome, it'd be kind of hard to braid a horse's hair. Like, unless they could like shape shift into something taller. That's true. See, and Maybe that's why these just... stories are just hard because it's like, which which gnome are you? Are you the gnome that can get really tall, or are you just the one that's really strong? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so the, one of the last things um, would be just the Christianization. So um, they went from being a year-round spirit-esque thing that 
a family truly believed in that would you know that brought like that was the reason that misfortune would be brought up in the family or the fact that they had good fortune right mm-hmm. and so once christianity started spreading all these families were just told that no that's like evil spirits that's like literally the devil and if you continue to worship might be a strong word but like if you continue to to deal with this gnome you're like you are going to hell and we can't tolerate you like like you are just you are a devil spawn if you're you know and it was just like a very quick and harsh change which is one reason why christianity spread so quickly because it was much more hands-on than the Mm -hmm. norse pagan culture because the norse pagan culture was literally every family every little town had their own interpretation own like rituals own everything about like their norse gods and when christianity comes it's all very straightforward very like you have to go to church you have to pray you have to do all these things pay tithing and very standardized very and so because christianity spread so fast so did the destruction of their own traditions and gnomes just so quickly became just something that you just didn't talk about mm-hmm. um and even in uh in the 14th century um saint brigida um made a decree and warned that worshiping a what was called a uh, tompta gudi which is like the tomet gods um if you worship that like you like you could get arrested or you, and it was just like that's like that you're worshiping the devil um and so like it was pretty much because like church was the law then that like that like like it was the law and you could not even talk about the the gnomes it was probably yeah it was probably because of pretty much how it was like god is good and everything else that isn't god is bad right and that yeah they just saw like that nothing else like you can't get like anything good from like ethereal creatures other than god i guess if you call him an ethereal creature mm-hmm. yeah. that's a very our, christian way of looking ne- at next week our monster of the week will be god no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man he's a monster dude in one aspect of the word he's an ethereal being that no one that's a monster well and so hell. what what's <laughs> like it's it's funny so like remember so like these gnomes if misfortune came upon you it was because of gnomes if fortune came to your family well and specifically like your property right like good things could happen and, and and people blamed bad things happening on other things but like specifically within the property within the family good and bad was you know because of these gnomes and it's funny because people in scandinavia scandinavia even though they became christians even though like the church leaders were christian they still had that belief ingrained in them so if a house just had some unforeseen riches come upon them, if they had a really good season of, you know, farming, they would get in trouble and say, you've been worshiping these gnomes again. You've been practicing with the dark arts of the devil. And they would get in trouble for having a good year because it just automatically was assumed that they were worshiping these gnomes. Right. In which, from a Catholic point of view, they, they guys like the religion typically wants to make sure that they relate anything that's good and that anyone's been blessed with comes directly from God and from no other, like no one else could possibly give anything good except for God. So that makes sense where if, if anyone's 
attributing it to something else, they're trying to put a stop to that. Well, and that's exactly where like the idea of witchcraft yeah. and witch hunting yeah. came from, because all of these pagan religions just doing their own religion now became anything that you did with that religion, not only of the devil, because the devil worked in witchcraft. So like right. these, they, they completely just took these religions and said, they don't exist. Anything that you're doing that was of these religions are not actually of their religion. They're of the devil and their witchcraft. Yeah. And so, like, it was just a very, very intense time. And I, I don't know how Scandinavia was during the whole, like, witch trial, witch hunt era. But I assume... Probably not great. I assume they had their fair share of, you know, deaths. Yeah, probably. That's probably not a great time to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I believe it was the... Sorry, Bryce, did you want to... Uh, now, go ahead. I was, I was going to go to the next point, so if you wanted to... Oh, I, w- I was just going to say, I also saw in your notes that it said that um, uh, that like these creatures could be lured to your farm if you did like various non-Christian or like heathenist rites. Do you yeah. know like what those would be? Yeah. Like, so like, let let's say a family was practicing these devil workings, right? Uh, because these other families had forsaken their unholy ways they could be drawing they would be drawing the the gnomes to them and then and so because of that they would you know the the, that family would be accused of stealing stuff from these other families who aren't doing as good because you know they're living the christian life and the person that's not is doing good and it must be because they're doing unholy things and their gnomes are stealing from those families and bringing it to them if, if that was your question um, I was also like just wondering, like any specific like bad things they would be doing. Like, would it be well? Like, thing, it's not goats or like. Well, no. So it's it's not even like bad, right? It it, it is just the effect of if they were practicing their like previous religion, like mm-hmm. like if they're practicing it, like like sacrificing was part of that culture, as so it was Christianity at one point. And and so like sacrificing to anyone would have wouldn't have been like crazy during that time period, um, and so like it literally would have just been if you're not practicing Christianity, you're probably doing unholy things. Because from like from an outside perspective, if you have no idea what they're the rite they're doing, like what the ceremony that they're doing, if you don't know what it's for, then you're just gonna assume oh it's probably for something evil. And so anytime you see anything that looks like that, you just automatically it needs to stop because it's evil whereas mm-hmm. like probably there's there's like a thousand different rights that you could do with a thousand different results but as like the christians took over it was like all right anything that kind of looks like this stop it so and especially right i mean like i because I, I don't i mean I, again how much of the norse pagan religion do we actually know about now i mean hardly i mean we know more about greek mythology which happened way before norse like norse paganism and we know like nothing compared to that right so like mm-hmm. th- like what rights what what what's like what things that they did in the religion we don't know and i believe that norse paganism has been demonized by christianity for so long that we like we do think sacrificing right away we think of like mm. I mean, if you watch the show Vikings, they did human sacrifices and stuff, which may- maybe they did, but I mean, was that commonplace? 
probably not because i mean they already had a hard enough time living in general with trying to grow food i mean they had a hard like they probably did not sacrifice people willy-nilly because i mean their population would be gonna run out of people (laughs) so like they probably they are probably just as civilized as most people i mean i mean they, I mean, to a degree. they, they, they probably they probably were i mean i mean they didn't live in huge castles and stuff but like as far as like were they a, a, a like a, a did they have their own economy yes did they have like their own did they have a set religion yes did they have strict laws yes did they have you know they they had everything that a, a society needs to survive so to me they probably were just normal people so like anything that just wasn't christian was, they just became like, a scapegoat of yeah what not to do and just the the norse people in general became the well let's just blame anything on them and this is what you shouldn't be and a great example of all of the things that were wrong with the quote-unquote wrong with the world okay for sure um and so i'm trying to remember the exact date i think it was well i think it was like 1940 that you could start practicing Norse paganism again in Scandinavia. It was something like that. Um, That's but, like really recent. Oh, it's crazy. Um, and like since then, like Scandinavia is one of the most religiously tolerant countries ever, which is just crazy how fast that they <laughs> did that. But yeah, it was crazy. Just like it was illegal to practice, I think, anything but Christianity. I could be wrong, but. Uh, until like 1940 um but anyways so but so before that time they did have lesser lesser strict rules once christianity kind of mellowed out Uh, i mean if you look at scandinavia right now i i think i read something that like 80 percent of sweden identifies as um non-religious nice so like scandinavia is one of the highest unreligious parts of the world so i mean compared to where they were to now is huge um but so they've kind of progressively gotten there um because in the 1840s uh gnomes were brought back i mean i believe it started in like the 1800s but that the, they become much became much more associated with them and that's kind of when christmas christmas and yule really merged completely where um the north pole in like scandinavian culture doesn't really exist it was just it's just in really cold areas um so mm-hmm. it been like in uh denmark like the north pole is actually in like greenland um which is it's our north that they can think of yeah exactly um because it was you know so far back and, and it's kind of just grew in it and people just kind of accepted it um and so like they were welcomed back to the farms especially during christmas or yule um in scandinavia in like the 1840s so like the 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 culture did come back a little bit but it was definitely restricted from what it used to be do you think it was more like out of sake for tradition than rather than actual like belief when it came around the second time for 100 percent. i'm 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 very certain that that's probably what it was Okay, it was just kind of like going back to those old like traditional roots since yeah. they had the opportunity to. And, and I mean, because at this point they would have already believed in like Saint Nick, like Santa Claus, right? Um, and they would have already believed in Christianity. And so just kind of putting their old folklore 
intertwined with it and just kind of you know like because they already believe like the christianity side of it and adding like just fun old folklore to it did no harm to them and i and i don't i mean i don't think like I, i'm talking about gnomes like it was like the most important thing in norse pagan culture I, I i highly doubt it was i really don't think it was i just i i think that it was just one of the aspects of their life that they could you know they couldn't answer why i mean they probably could but i don't i don't know if they couldn't answer why milk went sour if they couldn't answer why um some years they had good harvest some years they had bad harvest and since they couldn't answer these questions just like in you know i guess my own opinion why religion exists is because they they answer the unanswerable answerable questions right so in norse pagan culture they answered that by saying it has to be these gnomes so it's just one aspect of their lives and it wasn't like the backbone of norse pagan culture okay um Really quickly, because I think we need to wrap up, just some other fun facts. Um, I did mention that the like that Germany was the first to like capitalize on the production of uh, gnomes, and also I believe Germany is like it's kind of a like tear between Scandinavian culture and the like the rest of like what is that like the middle european culture like england and france and spain like it's kind of like torn between the two well it's also a tear between like eastern europe with like yeah. russia so i guess yeah i guess but like at that time period it was still very germanic which is more closely related to early britain and scandinavia um and so like their gener- like germany in that time period is very closely related to it has like i mean they from what we know now, they they worshipped Odin, but they've called him Woden. Um, they worshipped pretty much all the same gods, which is cool because they didn't really connect with each other that much, and they just they had very similar beliefs. So it's kind of like Rome and Greece. Almost, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so like, and, and Germany was the first because I I think Germany had the better economy for most of like the seventeen eighteen hundreds. Because they could actually like grow crops and stuff. Anyways, um, <laughs> um, and then in just pure European folklore, kind of just all throughout where gnomes have been found, um, gnomes were considered like dwarves, like really small. They lived underground, um, sometimes known as like a goblin or earth spirit who would guard like mines and treasure. Um, and so this is kind of like where we get like modern day like D D gnomes mm. um and so like that was kind of that crossover to where maybe uh jr tolkien took hobbits originally from gotcha. um and so it became more of a and this is where i think um europeans took what they used to believe and tried to and, and instead of you know continuing to try to answer the unanswerable questions just kind of put them into folklore and was like Oh, and and it was making them more of a fantasy, mythological mm-hmm. creature. Um, also, they become a little bit different because now they're physically deformed, hunchbacked, and just drying, gnarled old man kind of look, and just, and that's kind of where we get like the modern day where they do look ugly. They have the big nose, they just are deformed, and you know, not like what you would see in a, an American yard today. They just 
since then that we've spruced him up a little bit, made him look a little bit pretty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then my one of my favorite things is um, this last point that I made in the 16th century. There's a Swiss alchemist. Um, his name was Pericles, and he popularized them a lot um, by declaring him them one of the most important of the elemental spirits. So instead, he he just full fledged, you know, put them in the like in a spirit category, um, and you know said that they represented earth, um, stones, and minerals. And that they possessed supernatural energies associated with material, like um, like all the the minerals and the materials of the earth, and so he like kind of fully put them there. And that's when I would say that they were popularized all throughout Europe, and even spread further. And I would I would say like because of him, that's where J.R. Tolkien kind of started them in the fantasy world. Do we know, did that guy also have a side business of selling gnome statues? Because it sounds like he was just a really big fan of gnomes and just wanted everyone to get behind him. So he's like, oh yeah, they're they're special, totally. It yeah. sounds like he just wanted to make some money. Actually, the uh, slap on the knee uh, ending for this is he actually invented gnomes. All of this was a lie. <laughs> he, just, he, he, he did everything. <laughs> Ancient records, trust me, they're real. I believe he's... Gnomes are a thing, I swear. <laughs> the longest con with the least <laughs> amount of payout. Yeah, right. I made like 20 bucks off of them. <laughs> yeah. But I do think it's interesting how um, after gnomes kind of spread out of Scandinavia, at least it seems like that they became more associated with like minerals or like with like mining or the treasures hidden in the earth rather than maybe just like nature or forest spirits. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of interesting. They seem to be like almost like a slightly different version, like like a very like adjacent version of a dwarf. Like I, I would almost I say think. the uh, yeah, like the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I feel like Dude. those are more like gnomes than dwarves. Well, and I, like I read or something. completely <laughs> agree with you there because I mean, like, so like I said in the beginning, like I couldn't ever find the like. A difference between what they called elves and gnomes right and and now reading you know talking about this at the end now it's basically our modern day dwarves and right i would argue to say look did dwarves and elves and gnomes all spring from this one lore i mean i was gonna say maybe like a gnome is like the step between an elf and a dwarf like they're yeah. like the bridge between i think so and that's kind of how hobbits are right yeah Almost a little yeah. bit at least in like lord of the rings that's true. And you wonder why D&D just add, they were just like, I don't want to have to think about the difference, so I'm just going right. to all of them in. Yeah. You can choose. It's up to you. It's not not worth us trying to make a decision. Well, and, and, and when I, I mean, when you look, look at, like, just personalities of what you think about them in fantasy, like, gnomes are these happy-go-lucky, funny, silly trickster things. Gnomes are, uh, got, whatever, whatever we just said, Dwarves are like dwarves are like grungy old men that hate everything mm -hmm. and just like pout about everything. Elves are kind of like the people that live in the clouds and you know lottie dolly la kind of thing, and just think they're better than everyone. And then halflings, well, I guess there are multiple different kinds of them, but like eat a lot of food and just kind of are just kind of like useless. Sorry, halflings. Say gnomes are useless, man. No, no, halflings, half, halflings are useless. Oh, which. Harsh but true. But other than the most other than Sam, Samwise Gamgee, he's ouch. 
because the, look, I'm saying he's not useless. He's the only one that's not useless. Just, that's a burn to everyone but him. It's just I mean, Marion Mar- 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 Pippen did things, dude. Come on, Frodo is the yeah, most like, worthless. Yeah, no, Frodo is the most worthless yeah. character. I hate it, Frodo. Hey, he was like a glorified uh, ring stand, you know. <laughs> I mean, he served his purpose. He just didn't have much purpose. That sucks. That's so harsh. Oh, man, but it's true. Sorry, Frodo. Anyways, we're going to just wrap up. Um, Gnomes are great. I love them. Um, Our next creature... It cannot be something with a G. We will spread out. No ghosts? (laughs) Dang it. It's a ghost? We'll, we'll, just, we'll, we'll take one week off break and then we'll just finish the G's. We'll just we'll just... just blitz them all, man. <laughs> Pull out that encyclopedia because we're going through every single G monster that ever lived. <laughs> apparently, there's more than I even thought. I didn't even. Apparently, the G's are very common monsters. We said name. like three, and, and then you were like, okay, that's all. And then we were like, ghost, goblins, yeah, ghouls. <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow. You said three names, and I was like, all right, that's all there is. Just didn't even think about all the other ones. You know, I think the, the letter G just doesn't get a lot of love and everything else, so no. it can have a lot of monsters. Yeah. <laughs> right. But uh, I think if anything, at the end of this, just know to treat your, your gnome well, and he'll treat you hopefully well. And Last warn him time. about spilled milk. Yes. Yeah. So he Do you need to warn him about your milky carpet, Randy? <laughs> I want to know about that. I didn't know it was a problem. I thought it was just affecting myself. Who would have thought? Oh, yikes. Get that right, clean. Well, I think that wraps it up for the week, so we will catch you on the flip side. Thanks for inviting me, guys. Thanks for having me. It was very fun. Okay. A lot of fun. Great. And uh, see you guys next week. Thank you for listening.